Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Developing Dads podcast. Um, I just had some technical issues before I started, which is always great, you know. I had to, I had to tear down my kit last week, Neil, because so, I was on shoots or the other week or whatever it was. So I'm kind of on catch up trying to figure out how to get all my stuff set up again. So, um, so yeah, bear with me if I'm fiddling around doing things. <laughs> um, yeah, so welcome to another episode of the Developing Dads podcast. We're kind of, we're behind schedule on lots of stuff. Um, Neil's been busy. I've been busy. Work's busy. Life's busy. Stuff's busy. What can you do? Right? Podcast seems to be a bit slow to start this year. I think that's a good thing or a bad thing, Neil? I think it's okay. I think we've prioritized um, social events. I mean, I was in London last week. We could have easily said, no, we'll do a podcast face to face, but we decided to do something different. Um, I think it's fine. I mean, if we can get two, two, two done this week, then we're still on schedule for once a week. Yeah, it, yeah, it's kind of, it's like that thing about constraint, right? It's kind of good to have constraints of some kind. Like, hey, we upload on a Monday and, you know, it makes us yeah. essentially, you know, do something. Neil's yawning, if anyone's watching on YouTube. Just, uh, you know, <laughs> clearly how, how this podcast is about to go. But yes, we've been prioritizing all sorts of other bits and pieces. Um, but as always on this Developing Dads podcast, we um, we just catch up, have a chat see what's been what what's been going on in each other's lives uh have any comments and further thoughts but equally um yeah i don't, I don't know why people would tune in but anyway <laughs> here we are <laughs> what uh what have you been up to neil what have i been up to um last week was a bit of a whirlwind down in london tuesday back thursday but managed to do a lot of things um it was a work trip very short notice work trip but um, ended up getting tickets to the Fulham game to see that with my brother, Gordon, and um, his his father-in-law, which is very good. First kind of experience of a professional football game. And yeah, just the hooliganism that goes with it and the rivalry. <laughs> and I mean, Gordon told me that it was like a posh team or like quite a upmarket team, but there's guys shouting the C-U-N-T word. There was kids screaming and yeah, it was good fun. The score was nil-nil, which is a bit of a shame. Um, various very close calls with Fulham like I don't know how they managed to miss so many goals but it is what it is um, and then Wednesday I surprised Rebecca which was quite a nice thing to do um, pat myself on the back she got a flight down to London and we went to see a, a singer-songwriter we've been listening to for the last 10 years um, and it was kind of the first first singer-songwriter we really got into together and it turned out to be our 10-year anniversary this month so it was quite a, it was nice a pre pre-celebration and nice surprise um she stayed overnight went for a nice sushi and drinks and then went to see this guy i mean it's funny like you see famous people like ed sheeran for example he's very talented amazing but it's like 120 quid a ticket now and it's a sellout 100,000 show but this guy was 15 pound a ticket there's maybe about 30 40 people in the audience very small kind of church. The acoustics were incredible. His voice is amazing. So it was, yeah, felt very good. Like it was just a sit down kind of hour and a half session of listening to his songs. And he's from North Carolina. He was telling us about his life and where he grew up. So that was really cool. Um, something different, something to remember. And yeah, what else? Got a big promotion at work. That's now confirmed. I'm now head of product for, for a company called Proteus. We have two products. Oh my goodness. 
which is a pretty, pretty mad. Like I kind of pinch myself a little bit. My career is kind of just, it, keep, it keeps going. <laughs> Things keep changing. I keep getting places. And this is definitely the most senior role I've ever had. The kind of biggest impact. Um, so that's exciting. The, it was signed and sealed on Friday, got everything through. And yeah, official start is 1st of March, but I'm pretty much started now. And um, yeah, it's good. Weekend update, very chilled, very quiet, which was nice. I'm not sure if I'm enjoying the boys getting into football though. It's like a, a two hour Saturday affair and committing to it for like the whole summer season is going to be interesting. We'll see. Um, okay, maybe delve into that a little bit about like your commitments and the kind of how how all in do you go? Maybe they don't enjoy it that much. Yeah, how much do you push them? That kind of thing. So my weekend, yeah, just chilled. Nothing, nothing major. Oh, great, Neil. Exciting. <laughs> oh, no, I did. I, I, in my notes, actually, I ran 15 miles, which is 25k. So wow. when, I say, <laughs> when I say um, chilled, I went for a 10 mile run and I thought I'd keep going. So I did 15 miles and felt great. No niggles, no aches in the morning. Feel, I feel, I'm feeling good. It's amazing. It's, it's amazing what uh, bullying on a podcast can do to a young man. Yeah, going for this ultra. Which the entries are still not bloody open. I keep checking like every day. Um, right, you'll get one, Neil. Don't worry. I know. But my training's going well. Like I did 40 miles last week in total. That was pretty solid wow. with, a, with a London trip. So, yeah, good. Anyway, that was my update. Um, how's, how are you doing? I'm all right. I was just thinking about that idea you were talking about this guy, you know, 30 people in a church listening to it for 10 quid or whatever it was. Um, there's lots of talented people in the world. They don't get a chance. Well, it's not even like... I, I was actually thinking about it when I was walking around. Uh, I went for a walk this afternoon. Sometimes I, I don't go to the gym or don't have time or I you know, don't go for a run. So sometimes I just go for a walk. And I was listening to uh, a podcast and sometimes my mind drifts into sort of thinking about stuff. And there was a, I remember I was on an Ali second channel talking about me going from like a personal trainer to becoming a, his videographer kind of thing. And he asked me like, oh, how much does a, how much does a typical videographer earn? You know, and that's always like the, that's always like the, the bro thing <laughs> or the kind of young man thing to ask because yeah. it kind of, it's, it's always like that competition down to the, the thing that kind of matters, but doesn't matter, but it's easiest thing to determine whether someone's successful. It's like money, right? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And all the YouTube videos are all like, you know, hey, I had to make £10,000 a month or $10,000 or $1,000 a day or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever, whatever number you want to attach to it. I mean, just just on that before you get into it, when I got my new job and I was telling people, my friends, promotion and stuff, oh, what kind of pay rise did you get? That's like the first question. <laughs> say that again. Yeah. So, say what you just so said I, I was saying the, the um, yeah, the, the promotion I got, I was telling people my new title and stuff like that. And the first question they ask is, Oh, what kind of pay rise did you get? <laughs> yeah, right. I get it. But it's like, why doesn't anyone just go, oh, you're happy? Yeah. Or what was your work-life balance like? You know, and it's, 
And it's also, so it's like, again, I, I, I kind of come full circle again to this guy who's sort of traveling around playing his guitar and whatnot. Like, is, is his success, it, would his success be earning or, you know, making or selling tickets at £115 a ticket or £15 a ticket? Yeah, I think given his vibe, I think he was just so happy being with the close people he was with in that small church. church. He he fucking loved it. That's my thing. Yeah. That's That's my thing. It's like, he is talented and he is successful by his own metric. Yeah. In the, and that's a sad fact, right? Where we don't really judge it like that. We just kind of judge it like <laughs> how much oh, you paid. Has he got hundred? Has he got hundred thousand people watching him? Yeah, I guess more. My point was like you still get really amazing talent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, it it also goes down to our own selves. Is like what? How are we defining success overall? Because I get caught up in it. I get caught up in looking at my Stripe account and it's going up, and I look at my pension and it's going up, and. I'm making more money and like this is a metric for success and blah, blah, blah. And I forget, like on a Monday, I take the entire day off and spend it with Olivia. <laughs> success right there. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it is. Like, I don't know. You know, I can't, I can't even define. Like, I'd, I think if I'd look back when I was 20 or 22, I'd look at my life now and think I've, I've done it. But then being 36, I still look to the future and go, oh, that's, that's the, 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 you know, there, that, that's when I'm going to hit success. So it's kind of, I don't know, I was just kind of meandering into that thought when you were talking about the idea of this guy in the church singing to 30 people and the comparison between him and say Ed Sheeran and whatnot. And absolutely, there's so many talented people out there and many of them will never become successes in the eyes of society. Yeah. 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 But... Really, it's kind of what what does he define as his own success, right? Um, yeah, and you're talking about like I guess. the farm he lives on in South Carolina, North Carolina, um, just like Fucking in great middle middle of nowhere, and yeah, very wholesome. It was a very wholesome night, very very cool. Nice, glad you enjoyed it. How was how was your week? Um, uh, how was my week? I don't know. It's still that shit part of the year. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> It's like February. What the, I think February's worse than January. Like February's <laughs> it's a leap year. February this year. seems to be darker, it's longer, darker, more rainy, just a bit shitter. But nonetheless, um, I was actually in Sweden. You were. It's in Sweden. I went to Stockholm, um, and I gather and I, again another um, another thing that my twenty odd year twenty year old self would congratulate himself on is. The, the ability that I have, or the, the lifestyle design that I have. You know, I, I am tied to London because I've got a child and homes to pay for and a wife and friends and family and all that kind of stuff. But equally, my work isn't, doesn't require me to be in this situation, like to be right here. I can take a laptop and go travel wherever I want. And that allows me to go and support friends and do things that I said I would. And that thing in Stockholm was essentially my mate, mate of mine a long time ago said he would do his... Uh, defense and i was like mate i'll come taking him seven years but he's done his phd <laughs> defense and i was there in the crowd watching him do it nice you know and it was a bit of a nice solo trip to be honest like i got a little bit of thinking time on the plane and a little bit of thinking time on my own and i had a hotel room and i went for dinner on my own as well to this nice restaurant um hung out with him on, on sort of uh, his defense day 
and then enjoyed a, a sort of morning afternoon in in Stockholm, kind of sitting in a a, a wee work style place, did some work, and kind of wandered around, had some coffee, had some food, etc. So that was kind of like last week, basically. Nice. Um, and then a couple of things on this Saturday, we had some friends over, so I did some of that. You no know, beef short rib you you had when you came when you came down. Yeah, your so classic. I did that again. Signature. That seems very popular. Yeah, it's a very popular <laughs> dish. Yeah, for good reason. It's very good. Yeah. Um, it's good and it's kind of unusual. Like I think I like, I like the space that we have now to host because it's quite large and you can fit everyone in it and we can all sit around and have dinner and you know talk to each other. But also the big green egg means you can do stuff that's a little bit. Most people don't eat it, right? They yeah, yeah. Because it takes so much time, and I quite like that time thing, and it's just nice. It was good. So we caught up with them, um, and then on Sunday I played some golf. Another round of golf. Um, again. How many balls did you lose? It, actually, the least amount I've ever lost. <laughs> it's quite a wide course, good which is too bad. But equally, it was less, like maybe three balls, which is pretty good for 18 holes for me. Um, I equally, on the front nine, so there's the front nine, Neil, and the back nine. So the front nine is going halfway, and then the back nine's coming back from halfway, right? I, um, I'm talking like I know about golf, I don't. I uh, I got I, I I had a good swing, I was hitting the ball straight off the tee. It was looking good, felt good. I hit a par on uh, par three, so I got it onto the green, nice putt, and then just tapped it in, which was great. But then the uh, the funny thing about golf is it's a lot of mind games. So if you get t- so you have to concentrate quite a lot because you're trying to like replicate a swing. I was doing really well, straight off the tee. I wasn't hitting drivers, I was just hitting uh, five irons for anyone who plays golf. Uh, nice and straight, lovely, good distance. Even the three I was playing with, they were all like, oh, this is like the best we've seen you hit. It's great, blah, blah, blah. I was just getting tired. I was starting to get tired. Like it's a long walk, <laughs> a long day. And I just started hacking at it and then like swinging a bit hard. And it was kind of, I was uh, slicing it, you know, where it goes off to the right. So it's good. And... I enjoy trying, I'm enjoying trying to get better at this thing a bit more. Yeah. Um, still a lot of work to do, but it's a, it's a hobby and I should have hobbies and I should have hobbies that challenge me a little bit. So that's what I did on Saturday. And then, and then uh, yesterday, because it's Tuesday today, took Olivia to a new swimming place, which is quite good, where I didn't really know the etiquette or what to do and how, where to go. So I definitely got told off twice, but nonetheless, we're fine. <laughs> we survived. You came back so, alive. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, nice. Exactly. Um, so that's pretty much, pretty much what I've been up to, Neil. To be honest, it's nothing, uh, nothing spectacular. Um, work seems to be going alright. Making money, traveling, seeing things. Um, February is just kind of February, to be honest. Nice. And yeah, it's leap years. It's twenty eight, twenty nine days in February. So what's this thing you want to talk about? You're 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 not so sure about the two hours you're spending on a Saturday with uh, oh. playing football. Yeah, so they're in the winter league just now, and that last game is t- this weekend, this Saturday, and it's like Ben's in a different team to Lewis because they don't really play in the team together very well. They just get distracted by each other. So one goes at nine, one goes at ten. So it's like two hours out your day, different. Like you got to logistically like figure out what you're gonna do with the kids. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the summer league's coming up and the games could be like 45 minutes, an hour drive away. And if they're in different teams, they'll be playing different times a day. And 
they don't overly enjoy the outdoor football playing with random teams. They really enjoy the training on a Monday with all their friends. Like they love that. They can really go in and t- tackle their friends and stuff. But the games on Saturdays are just not not loving. So it's like, what do you do? And if you commit, why to like, are they not loving it? I don't know. I think it's just because like they're up against strangers and different boys that might be a bit more bigger or a bit better than them. So lots of different dynamics. Um, and it's not just it's not just the boys that are, are like that. It's like a general theme. Um, and I think it just comes with practice and age. Like they get better at better at, um, defending and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's if you sign up for the summer league, you're like committed to four months of every Saturday. I don't know, at least three, four, five hours, depending on where the the game is. It's a lot. So are you are you saying that you don't want to do it, or are you listening to them and listening to them saying it, and then going on it, or are you going off what they're saying and then making a decision? So a bit of both. I think it's would would the boys rather be in Sky for the weekend randomly because we can just go up there to to the family home. Um, we can't do that if we're committing to this like Saturday every every week kind of thing. Is you don't it, have to go every week. In the back of my head. I know, but like you, you don't really want to miss a game. Why? I don't know. You kind of feel bad letting the team down. <laughs> sure. But if you schedule it in and go, you know, I'm not going to be here on this date and this date. Yeah. It just feels like a big, big commitment. Um, I mean, it's not, I'm not saying it's not a big commitment. Um, but I guess, like, what other time in their lives do they have, like, a a physical, a physical, like, thing to have to compete against? Yeah, like, uh, there's, there's so many benefits to doing it that we may end up going in on those benefits and, and, and committing to it. But it's just something that we've been thinking about is if they don't really enjoy the Saturdays, is there some other sport we can get them into that's midweek and maybe not every Saturday? Maybe it's once a month they have a game or a match. Yeah. Or... There's there's kind of like, there's this thing where, and this maybe doesn't relate to five-year-olds, but hear me out. Uh, passion is a side effect of mastery. Yeah. Yeah, if you're good at something, you're going to become passionate. Probably. So, you know, everybody gets excited at the start. And everybody gets excited when they get close to the end. Yeah. Not everyone is excited in the middle bit. You know, and, and part of like the, I think the journey you're on now is also, there's kind of like a middle bit now, isn't there? Yeah. A bit of a like there's a bit of a commitment now. There's a little bit of, you know, we've kind of worked out that we quite enjoy playing football, but what kind of football do we like enjoy enjoy playing? Can you really make a decision right now whether or not you enjoy playing other boys and other teams that you don't know? I don't know about that because you've probably only played 10 games. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a bit of that. I think you could you could probably identify the things that outweigh the downsides, like the travel and stuff and sure the time invested, but like how often are you like do, do you enjoy watching them enjoy the football and get player of the week or whatever else? Like you've come on this podcast and told me all about it. Yeah. It's like, like, is there a cost of a... Yeah, there's there's definitely an enjoyment to it. And 
I th- like I think deep down we probably will end up committing to it. It's just in the back of my head: is it the right thing to do? I've ne- like it's just one of those things. Like you become a become a dad, and there's life choices, decisions that you need to make, and this is one of them. Do we do we go into the summer league of of the local football team? Um, and yeah, it's it's and um, you you played football quite 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 a lot, didn't you? back up in yeah from the age of like five until i was um 18 i think yeah and like every week it's great seeing them running about and and like learning a new skill and getting a bit competitive and stuff and we've now had the play of the week three weeks in a row like loses at it twice bends at it once so like they're doing something right out of a team of 20 kids 25 kids yeah and i'll bet they get a lot of joy you standing there watching them and cheering them on yeah yeah massive yeah yeah um, you know, so I, I I get it. I get the the time investment, and could there be other things? Sure, there's probably things all of the time, but in my mind, on that front, I think there's a lot to team sports. I think there's a lot to yeah uh, the, the physical aspect that they're probably going to be playing along. Um, the commitment to doing things sometimes when you don't necessarily want to do them. Yeah, but you do it. You do it for the the collective, not just the singular. I don't want to do this. Yeah, but everyone else wants to. So sometimes you, you've got to go you, along your with Your team it. that you got to play with and support. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there's a little bit of that. And your investment's quite a lot, like, you know, four or five hours. But there is part of it you could break it up between the two of you, if necessary. Yeah, it's just the, the whole different team and, like, logistics of, like, Isla and getting them... Like timings is tw- twins. If it's just like one game and it's one hour, you can kind of commit to that. But since it's over two hours, so why don't why don't you uh, just sign them both up to the same team? So they are in the same team, as in it's called Dollar Juniors. But there's like Dollar Juniors one, Dollar Juniors two, and we found that in the, when they're playing five aside, if they're in the same team, they don't play as well. They get distracted by each other. They play around. So that's why the coaches decided to split them up <laughs> great <laughs> so um yeah. yeah well they've just got i don't know like if when I mean, isla's eight now right she can probably you don't all have to go i know but it just means like ben if for example if lewis goes first ben's like waiting for an hour till he plays and then lewis is waiting for her. yeah 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 just lots of lots of waiting yeah, but well, it's not just waiting. He's supporting his brother. <laughs> true, true. You know, and there's part of that as well, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I again, I am, um, I'm taking this from an outsider's viewpoint, not necessarily someone who has twin boys. So uh, <laughs> take take that take this advice for whatever it's worth, I guess. Yeah, but like, there's so many benefits. There's so many, yeah, good things that can could come out of team sports, as you say, fitness and. The resilience. Do you think some of these questions? Do you think some of these questions are coming from the fact that you never really actually enjoyed team sports? Um, maybe. Yeah, don't know. Because what didn't what didn't you not what did you not enjoy about team sports? Like I, I've I've tried to explore this with myself before, and I don't know. I don't know why it never stuck, or why I kind of went down the computer kind of technology side of things um yeah i don't know i don't know if, if, if it was a weight thing like i was always a bit bit on the chubby side in the kind of 
early to mid high school years, academy years. So I don't know if that was anything to do with it. I don't know. But I remember like going out on my bike a lot and just team sports never, never stuck. Because you tried rugby, you tried football. Yeah. And I remember like, and it was just a group of friends I think I socialised with. Like we're all kind of, there were skaters and BMXers and yeah, football just never, was never part of my kind of social fr- friend group lunch times. We never played it. Yeah, I guess you kind of go towards the, the group circles that interest you and for some reason football wasn't one of them and I ended up with the the nomads the goths maybe but then I uh, I played for a team that didn't go to my school that's right yeah Colony Park well Colony Park kind of Colony Park because that kind of uh, that fit into definitely these kids that went to school but then I played for Kintour Boys oh yeah well, it's like they're, they're nothing to do with Inverurie Academy yeah I mean the, the boys team they're nothing to do with their school. Totally separate. Yeah. So. But I was just, you were saying, you were mentioning that it wasn't part of your friends. Oh, group, right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess what you get interested in, like, can't think of why. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed team sports, I think, for various aspects. Like, I like the competitive aspect of things. Like, I like winning. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like winning. Um, I liked, I was like, I wasn't the best, foot, I wasn't certainly not the best football player, but I was good for my team. Like I was the captain of the, every, every football team I played for and uh, I think I quite enjoyed all of that kind of thing as well. Um, yeah, I enjoyed some parts. I enjoyed football. I enjoyed a bit of rugby. Rugby's kind of hard because it's, it's pretty brutal. Like just throwing yourself into other young men, <laughs> yeah. headbutting people and getting kicked in the face and stamped on and all that kind of thing. It didn't really happen in football. Um. But yeah, I just quite I quite enjoyed it, and there's levels of camaraderie that came with it, like friendships that came with it as well, like all sorts of other bits and pieces. So I, and it helps you like fit. You're trying to fit in and try and do stuff, and it was it was kind of a a good thing to do, I guess. Yeah, and so, it's like that different dynamic. Like the boys aren't with their. There's a couple of school friends in them, but that's just by coincidence. There's also very different people that are from different schools. And I think that whole social aspect is quite good to get them used to just mm-hmm. meeting new people and meeting other teams um, and having that time like they always shake hands it's funny when they do their they do 20 minute games and they shake their hands after and it's always funny watching them like awkward shake hands but yeah it's it's um, it's nice and I think we will, we'll, we will probably end up supporting it and, and going for it but it was just like it's just one of those like life decisions of what have you do, do you do you go down what, what do you commit to for your kids and apparently the coach was saying that if you take them out now and when they become like 12, 13, get really into football because their friends are into football and try and get them into a team, it's very hard because there's so many oversubscribed teams. But since they're in now then and you keep at it, then you're, you're, in, you're in for life type thing. So there's, there's the kid kids' football is like massive. There's, there's too many kids trying to play football. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, too many kids, not enough teams. Wow, it's huge! That, I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah, um, there's uh, there's over a hundred kids on the boys' teams waiting list. Five year old kids. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, okay. Yeah, it's very yeah. very popular. Yeah, well, that's a, that's also a problem, right? When you kind of think about it, is if 
if your kid is into like a sport or a team sport and whatnot, or kind of sidelines it and thinks, you know, I don't really fancy it, but then fancies it again some years later or some time later, then they're probably not going to be at a level exactly that yeah. they'd, they'd want to be or enjoy or uh, competitive enough to be able to play. And then you've, because you've kind of like as a team, you kind of, you don't want to be the worst player. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to be close enough, at the very least. So there is that. Has Isla, has, has Isla not been into like team sports or anything? She's not tried any any bits and pieces? No. Um, she obviously does P at school standard, like hockey stuff and basketball. But um, yeah, there's not been... She's done dancing. She does brownies, but they're not like team sports. No. Yeah. I never fancied it. Never like netball or... Yeah, never, never took an interest. We've tried to persuade her to get into something. Um, I've, I've been looking at a running club for her because I feel like she's quite fast. But yeah, there's been nothing that's t- tickled her fancy. The problem with, with Isla is every day of the week she's got something on. So it's like when like you now start getting to the realms of um, prioritising. Like she does swimming, she does dancing, she does, she's got private tutoring. Um, she does brownies so like there's loads of different classes and stuff that she goes to and like she's gonna have to drop one of those in order to pick up another thing wow okay <laughs> is, it, is this like a thing is this where you just like you overload your kid <laughs> i think you kind of find out like all the friends are doing it so they get interested in talking about it and doing it and i'm always in the mindset of like i want to give isla lots of experiences so if she wants to do something then do it. The tutoring thing is a bit of an additional just to help her out of school. Um, but yeah, I think it seems more and more common to for parents to have like jam-packed weeks. Like every every week, every day after school, the boys or Isla have something on. Um, and that's just standard in the... And if you think of the cost, like thankfully we can afford all of it, but I don't know, the boys are 60 quid a month for football. Um, Each. No, 30 quid each. So 60 quid. Swimming's like almost £100 a month for three of them. Um, yeah, brownies is slightly less, but yeah, it just all adds up. Tutoring is obviously very expensive, but just lucky we can do it. But it seems like the done thing. All all her friends are doing it. All the parents are doing it. I wonder what the drive is for that from parents' perspective. Because it's like, does Isla need to learn how to swim? Yeah, I mean, like stuff like that. I think is, is sensible. <laughs> but maybe. I mean, how many? How many? How many times have you known a, a kid in your circle to have fallen in a river, can't swim, and drowns? True, and I mean, I never did swimming lessons. I don't think you did. Eh, I think I got taught by a neighbour. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, do you remember? Do you remember the top of the hill? Uh, the farm that lived at the top of the hill on the right-hand side that was bought by oh, the guy who's trying to build a road. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember. I can't remember their name. Yeah, I can't remember their name. Either. But I got Jerry. talked by her mum. Jerry. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe that one. Oh. Interesting. So, yeah, I got, I got, that's how I learned to swim. I think. Um, but it's just kind of like if it's such a jam-packed schedule, I'm just kind of like you know what's the like what's the parent parental drive to make them do all of these activities? Like, is it you know are we are we trying to like live through our own <laughs> you know ambitions? Like, because some parents probably do that, right? They kind of sit yeah. there and they're like, hey, you know, I wasn't I wasn't a successful football player, but maybe I can get my son to become one. Oh, there's or, definitely like the parents 
like yeah, there's definitely there's a boy in the boys football thing that the dad's just obsessed with everything trying to get him to be like the next day that's, that's a weird like psychology that someone's not looked at themselves <laughs> and gone is this weird <laughs> yeah but do, do you know what i mean like I, I'm, I'm just curious by the drive like i um i find myself doing it a little bit as well like when with olivia for example we went swimming on monday went to this new place and i'm kind of just partly trying to teach myself teach her myself a little bit in swimming so picking up the stuff that we learned in the class she's she wasn't really progressing but can i take some of the lessons from that and then kind of you know impart some of that onto her and see if she can learn to swim rather than me just being like why don't we just go and like jump in the pool and swim around and have some fun and whatever else i'm trying to like construct this lesson in my head <laughs> to like turn her into a swimmer you know because i've seen the other kid that's you know three years old who, yeah you know swimming underwater and doing all sorts of bits and pieces and i'm like fucking who matters why don't i just go and, why don't i just have a good time with her and do the things she wants to do yeah like you know? we, we never really did anything apart from your you and your football and i got like rugby sometimes and but i remember going to piano lessons or like keyboard lessons i remember having a keyboard at home learning i don't know if i went to lessons but yeah it seems a done thing now is just to pack your kids with extra activities and is that a good thing is that a bad thing i've no idea hello you're back again. Oh, you're back. I just got an error saying we're struggling to communicate with our servers. Oh, excellent. I'm, I'm so glad Riverside has fixed fixed all their crap. <laughs> um, anyway, what were you saying? Just, is that a good or bad thing? Like experiences and stuff, but I wonder what the long-term effects are. Uh, I think variety is the important factor. I think that's a, a really good thing. It's. I think... I, you know, we we I hear a lot on on the classic uh, you know bro podcasts. Not, another white boy with a podcast. I um, I I see a lot of that on on there where, where essentially someone will say like in your twenties, you know, grind, hustle, hard, do what you need to do, whatever else. In your thirties, like focus on the thing that you were grinding hard at, or figure out what was the right thing to do. And then in your forties, like basically just nail it and make loads of money. And is there like a thing for, you know, five-year-olds to 10-year-olds to 20-year-olds? Yeah. Um, where between the ages of like five and 10, just try everything. And then from the age of 10 to 15, maybe focus on a, a very small amount of things like piano or uh, ballet or football or swimming. Yeah. And then from the age of like 15 until you become an adult, say 18 to 20-ish before you go to uni or something like that then maybe just pick one sport or one thing that you're going to sort of focus on that's a hobby uh, that you play as a team sport or musician or whatever else. Maybe there's that, Neil? Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's probably it's quite solid. What I've really enjoyed is Isla's, and Isla's older, so it's easier to speak to this, but her social circle is so much bigger than just if she went to school. Like she goes to brownies, which is nothing to do with her school. She goes to dancing, which is nothing to do with her school. She goes to tutoring and... She seems to be getting like, different friends or swimming friends and stuff. So that's really nice. Like her social circle seems to be quite vibrant and quite big. Um, and I don't think she wouldn't, she wouldn't would not have that if we didn't put her into these things. So I think there's aspects of like socializing and them kind of, like, I remember her first day at Brownies. She knew nobody in the Brownie group. There's like 20 girls, all different ages. And she just went in fine. And like that made me really proud, like confidence and yeah, she knew nobody in that group. If I thought back when I was eight, seven or eight, walking into a room full of boys similar age to me, 
I would have felt pretty nervous and maybe she did feel nervous, but she managed, she, she managed it and now she loves it. She's been there over a year. So yeah, there's that kind of throwing her in the deep end and making her experience the kind of awkwardness of making friends and communicating and all oh, that's quite nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're, just, you're not going to be the weird uh, football dad at the sidelines just shouting at your kids, oh, what are you doing, <laughs> referee? <laughs> No, the, it, interesting though. This is the, one of the topics I was going to touch on was um, rewarding your children and how you should reward them, and the school giving rewards and stuff, public public rewards. It's quite an interesting topic. But anyway, there was this parent who was trying to coax their kid into playing football a few weeks ago, and the kid was having massive tantrums, saying, "No, I don't want to go. I don't want to play." And the mum basically said, "I'll take you to a toy shop, and you can buy whatever you want. Go and play." Like really like proper bribery and the kid was like, No, not having it. He just he was really nervous. I don't know. I don't know what was wrong with him. Um wasn't the boys' team if any of the dads were listening. But yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. Like you're you're bribing your kid into playing football. Is that why? Like he clearly doesn't want to do it. Um there's been times where the 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 boys have had to be coaxed not coaxed, but like pushed into going to play football. Um, when it's been like raining which is worse Neil pushed or coaxed <laughs> maybe it's the same thing um, but if it's raining outside manipulated if it's cold, if it's cold. But I've never said I'll take you to a toy shop and buy you a toy if you come play and if they point blank kick up a fuss and they're in tears there's no way I'm pushing them but if it's a gentle like yeah you can do it come on um, then I'm supportive but if any tears or any kind of tantrums are happening then fine you don't want to do it we'll, we'll try again next Aye, week but most most people don't act don't act in the interests of other people. They act in the interests of themselves. Yeah, not the not the child. So, like, I I get it, but you know, and that's maybe a harsh criticism of some people. Some people are very self aware and kind and all that kind of thing. But equally, many, if not most, people aren't. So, perhaps in this case, it was kind of a it was clearly a public display. If you could see it, yeah, yeah, which is embarrassing, right, for the parent and for the they, kid. Sure, but I'm focus- I think I'm focusing <laughs> on why that that uh, bribery offer was probably put on the table. Yeah. It, it wasn't necessarily to benefit the child, I don't think. Yeah, it was to get me out of the situation and just go. Yeah, because there's people like you judging her and talking, her on, <laughs> talking about her on a podcast. <laughs> you know, but I, I, and I, but I don't think the premise of what you're saying is wrong either. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not suggesting that, you know, telling a kid I'm going to take them to... Uh, take you for a, a toy if you go and do this thing. But as parents, like we're trying to battle the idea of not only raising a child really well, but also the world seeing us raise a child really well. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Which often over, which often overrides the whole, am I doing the best thing for the kid? Yeah. When most of us are trying to do the best thing for our own self-image. And just which, to, just to be be quite real on the, on the podcast, um, Isla's second trip to the cinema, and this is linked to kind of bribery and, and get, getting them to go in. Um, Isla had a thing for the cinema. She didn't really like it. It was too loud, loud noisy. She was scared. And it was her second visit, and she point blank refused to go into the cinema. Um, and Rebecca and I kind of had a start talking to, and I said, I, I would say, nice, fo- nicely, forcefully put her into the cinema room got her sat down, got her calmed down and she had the best time ever and now she can walk into cinema fine. If we hadn't been a bit forceful in that situation and 
and, and made her realise that the cinema's safe, the cinema's fine, then she'd still be scared. She'd still refuse to go in because we've we've allowed that to happen. But now she's experienced the cinema and what what it what it's good for and stuff and the experience, she loves it. But at the, in the moment of like us not dragging her but pushing her into the cinema to get her to sit down, like and she was ha- like having a tantrum, that was hard. Like you, we're, we're being judged. But now the benefit of that is she can go into the cinema fine with her friends and with her brownie group and not worry. So I don't know. Like I see both sides. Um, and that was just a bit of an honest, I've definitely pushed my kids into doing something they don't want to do for the idea of betterment and experience. Yeah, because we have it in our own minds. Like as adults, I have it. I have tantrums in my own brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't this is hard. Do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do Fuck this. Dishes. I want something else. Yeah. 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 Like we, we do. And um, yeah, we, we need, we, we, there's, at some points in our lives and our careers, we need someone who uh, knew the process ahead and pushed us to do it. And it was safe. Yeah. 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 And it's the same thing with Olivia. I'm trying to teach her to swim and she doesn't want to let go of my hand when she's got a noodle and things around her. But I always have, I repeat the same thing. Dad's always going to be here. Dad's always going to get you. Yeah. You know, just one of those things. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm no doubt I have probably have to do this in the future at some point. I'll probably have the, uh, the conflict in my own <laughs> uh, parenting dad journey where I have to decide between am I embarrassed or does my kid, is my kid, do I know the future for my kid and they're going to enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's plenty of, plenty of, plenty of shit you just got to kind of think about. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's hard, man. Like, I don't know. I, I, it's some, some respects or some ideas that I think about. It's kind of like you're either doomed, you're doomed if you do, you're doomed if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Someone's going to have to say something, a comment on something. Um, yeah. And you know, you could have thought that your entire your enti- their entire childhood you were trying to be the best parent you possibly could and they turn out to be an absolute wanker yeah you know yeah. Do, you, do you then sit down and sort of like you know beat yourself up for the rest of your life rest of your parenthood if they've become an absolute shitbag <laughs> yeah exactly do you know what I mean like I don't know uh, I think I think we just have to make a decision in the moment and then take a take a minute to reflect on it and then make a decision to whether or not you think it was the right thing to do and if it's repeatable. And if you think it's not, then you have to make a decision to change it. But if you think it was the right thing, then you stick by it. That's what you do, I think. Yeah. Um, Words of wisdom. Yeah. We're just trying to to navigate this whole whole parenting thing. Like, our interests. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's great. It's great. And it's, it's hard. Uh, and you're always questioning, it's funny. am I doing it's, the right thing? Is it the, it's the best thing? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm always questioning, but I'm certainly much more aware of like my actions, behaviours and what I'm doing than I think I've generally ever been. Yeah. Certainly for someone else that I'm responsible for. Not that I've been responsible for anyone else apart from myself most of the time. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It, it, I think about it all the time. But yeah, who who the fuck knows, mate? Like she could turn out to be child prodigy or Olivia's just like started World War 3 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I have no idea. Um, she might need financial support from me for her entire life and I'm going to be sweating around trying to help her. <laughs> or she's going to start wiping my bum when I'm old and grey and got dementia. Yeah. Who knows? And maybe it's because it was on a football pitch and I forced her to go and play or <laughs> football or uh, swimming. Or maybe it wasn't and she was just destined to meet wrong people and do make wrong choices. I, I have no idea. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Anyway, I think we'll uh, we'll close out the podcast episode 108 of uh, the Developing Dads podcast there. Unless you've got any more wisdom to pass on to the viewers, Neil, about your uh, your trying to discover things. I don't. It's just it's a constant discovery when you've got kids. Oh, absolutely. Um, yes, for anyone who has uh, managed to get to the end of this, thanks so much for listening. If you do want to see some reels, then don't go to our uh, Developing Dads Instagram page because uh, Neil still doesn't upload it any. Um, but you know, he might just be continuing this as part of our outro for the, uh, the developing dads podcast. You can also check out the, uh, YouTube page developing dads where you'll find any of our episodes that we've uploaded. You can sit and watch us. In fact, you can see Neil yawning at the start of this episode. Um, yeah, if any, if any dads out there are struggling or thinking about, you know, what, what the hell they're doing, how they're doing it, whether they're doing it right or wrong, just feel some sense of confidence in that, that. There's two more people out there that have no idea what the fuck they're doing. So. Done. Uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your week and uh, we'll try to get back onto a regular Monday upload, but who knows? This is just about us having a chat, having a catch up. Check um, And sharing some thoughts. So cheers and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you. Bye.